Hey everyone, welcome to Unstoppable. My name is Ralph Graves Jr. and my passion is seeing you experience life transformation. Every week on this show, I will bring you inspirational stories of some of the most unstoppable people on the planet. I can't wait to share these stories with you and I hope that you'll share them with your friends. If you're looking to join the Unstoppable community and receive weekly lessons challenging you to live your best life, why don't you join me at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Okay, let's dive in. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast. My name is Ralph Graves. So glad to have you guys here. Um, we show up here every Thursday around this time. And so glad to have you guys part of part of what's happening today. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I just want to tell you a little bit about myself. I'm a retired police officer. I'm an author. I pastor a church. I'm a father. I'm a grandfather. And um a podcaster. <laughs> I'm also the CEO of the Gulfstream Way. And so uh, thanks, guys, for being a part of it. Today's guest, today's guest is Beth. I'm going to say this right. Zibagowski. Beth, how are you? I'm doing great, Ralph. How are you? I said that right, didn't I? Uh, just about. Zabagowski. But, you know, Zabagowski, I was close. Yeah, I was, yeah. Cl- but I wanted to get it right. I was, I was priding myself yeah. on getting it right. Guys, if you don't know, Beth is an adventurous. She's a living guide and transformational coach, and she helps people to be their true selves. I mean, she is a perfect fit for this unstoppable podcast today. Right now, Beth is currently traveling around the country with her husband. And here's the unique thing. They're living out of a remodeled ambulance. We have to talk about that. Yes. Best passion is working with people when they really uh, when they need a reality shift in their life. So, Beth, thank you for just coming on the Unstoppable program. We're excited to talk to you today. And you have to tell us, first of all, Beth, um, I have to talk to you about this nomad lifestyle. I've been meaning yeah. to watch. I think it's on. Is it Netflix or is it on Amazon? They have a whole documentary or they had a movie about mm. the nomad lifestyle. Nomadland? Talk to me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't watched the movie, so I can't talk to you about the movie, but <laughs> right. But definitely can talk to you about my nomad life. Yeah. Um yeah, so we live in a an ambulance that we converted from okay. you know, a real ambulance you'd see driving around picking up patients. We gutted the whole thing. Yeah. Um these things are on sale everywhere. I'm always an advocate for ambulance life. You can Google ambulance sales and get an ambulance today, really. Um, it happened really fast for us um, right before the pandemic. So we were really lucky actually to have that as an option for shelter as a lease was ending. And um, it just yeah. kind of all worked out perfectly. And now we get to travel around the U.S. Um, I've been to 44 con- or countries, uh, states so far. <laughs> okay. And the ambulance is already going on 20 states uh, in the first year. So wow. it's been wow. it's been really amazing. We travel. I travel That's with my amazing. partner and my cat, who loves to hike. Okay. Well, yeah, if you get yeah. out this way, if you get out to where I am, I'm in the New Jersey area, we have to link up. Oh. But I, what made you quit you quit the nine to five and start your own business and oh, live yeah. on the road? That had to, what 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 made you come to that decision? What made you guys yeah. do that? Well, so I will say first that I think that I started the nine to five at all because I thought I had to, right? I thought that was the path. That was the path I'd been presented with my whole life. 
And, you know, I, I'll, I'll admit I'm pretty new to like critical thinking. I'd say as a little kid, as a girl, I was like the quote unquote good girl who always did what I was told. And I just followed the path with no question. Yeah. And um, also some backstory here. I, I grew up going outside camping with my family, going to summer camp. I was a counselor at summer camp. And then for some reason, I went into journalism. I think I thought it was practical. That's kind of a, a, a time in my life, like college and, and entering adulthood, where I, I definitely remember it as very unconscious and just coasting through life, kind of letting it happen to me. And then yeah. when my partner and I went on our honeymoon, we went to the Poconos in Pennsylvania, because that's where I'm from, P Pittsburgh, so we've, we've lived there for a while. Um, and we went on a few outdoor excursions. We went whitewater rafting and like, zip lining, and I was like, how do these people my age make this into a career where they can guide people outside? So wild. And so I talked to a few of them and, and then I started to kind of imagine myself in that role and started to make okay. a plan so that I could quit. So I could, uh, I lined up a few alternative sources of income. I had three part-time jobs when I left my job. Okay. Um, and my husband just kind of decided yeah, I'm going to support you in doing this because he could clearly see I was not happy. I was, um, I don't want to say like stressed because everybody has the stressful days at work, but I was doing something that was something that I thought I had to do and not something I had really taken the time to choose for myself and align with my, my true self. So, yeah. So when, when I initially quit, I did quit to become an outdoor guide and do hiking and kayaking. Um, I still do that when there's not a pandemic um, and then became a coach to, to help people along that same path. And yeah. the heart wants adventure. I first started it as a blog just to document my experience of leaving my job and all of the difficulties while realizing that, like, Oh, this is really me at the same time that this is so hard. Um, and then it, and then it turned into my coaching business and then got to keep the same name. And I've really felt like the name the heart wants adventure has evolved so beautifully with my journey. And, um, it was just kind of an intuitive hit that this was like the true name for my, my business and my path forward. And I, and I think that, I think that name is a, you're right. is a true name and it's the honest to God truth. The heart does want adventure. Yeah, It, it does. And for some folks it's outdoors for some folks, it's doing some other things, but we get to the core of it, get to the root of it, the, the, the heart wants adventure. And so how do you, how do you coach people into having healthy adventures? Cause you know, I think people get in a lot of trouble because you know, the heart wants adventure. That's why the high school princess likes the bad boy. You know, <laughs> yeah. how can we do this in a, in a healthy way to where that adventure keeps us from, um, um, destroy uh, destructive habits or destructive company. Yeah, definitely. Well, so I'll share what adventure means to me because I think that's important okay. um, to okay. differentiate. And so, I, I mean, I named it the heart, heart Wants Adventure, kind of playing off of the phrase, the heart wants what it wants. And at yeah. the time, I was literally leaving to do adventure. <laughs> but now, like, adventure right. for me means leaning into change in our life and really listening to your intuition and trusting yourself through uncertainty. So yeah. I think when I'm coaching people through having their adventurous lifestyles, it's leaning into that saying that the only thing constant in life is change because that's so true. And 
we prefer to make ourselves comfortable. We get our houses, we set up our stable jobs, we set up our retirement plan and not knocking any of that. It works for some people, not for me. Um, and, but we insulate ourselves from change in a lot of sure. ways and we sure. pretend it's not happening. We like to, you know, pretend that things that are happening out in the world aren't happening and we just kind of ride out life and go numb for the majority of our lives. Or at least like, that's my perspective. That's how I remember kind of my bleak vision of what was in store <laughs> for me for yeah. if I had continued on my, my path. And so I, I truly believe we're meant to ebb and flow with life. There are literal seasons on our earth and our planet. Um, we have seasons of our lives. We should be growing. We should be changing with our age, with our experiences. And it's really what I do as a coach is I am partnering with people as they accept change and uncertainty and lean into that really raw, challenging, and sometimes painful process that is key to fully living, fully experiencing life. So that's the adventure is turning away from that insulation of, for change and leaning into it. So saying, sure, you know, I don't, sure. I'm not going to only accept the positive, the comfortable, the predictable. We might be uncomfortable and we might be uncertain, but we're going to be truly living because of that. Now, you talk a lot about coaching, about reality shifts, and I, and I hear this a little bit in, in the, in the conversation or in the statement you, you just made, because I, I think, you know, in, in seasons, we have to we have to shift some things. Mm. Give me a definition of that reality shift and why you think it's so important for us to shift in our reality. Yeah. So for that one, I think it's important to note that so much in our quote-unquote reality is constructed or defined for us. And like I said, I'm new to critical thinking in the past, what, six, seven years. So I think it's important for people to question those constructs so that you can build your own definitions. And whether or not that questioning results in a huge shift, it doesn't matter. I think it's really just important to question what everything means. What's the definition of success for you? Yeah. What's yeah. your definition of happiness? Sure. Um, a really great example, I got this, I was watching the new Netflix documentary recently on the college admission scandal that I think is called Operation Varsity Blues. I think okay. that's right. Um, okay. And they start it by saying prestige is a word, you know, the word prestige. Um, it, it's a word we've all heard. It's equated with success. And they start by defining prestige um, as a French word that means trick. And the Latin root word means illusion or deceit. Yeah. So that prompted me to really think about, like, how, how else are we deceiving ourselves or buying hmm. into these the consensus reality, these concepts we've all kind of agreed upon that are that are true in our society? What have we agreed upon or bought into that we didn't consciously choose? And how can we redefine that for ourselves? Like, yeah, wow. what I said, like, what is success? What is happiness? Yeah. What in the world is perfection? That doesn't, those things don't actually <laughs> exist, but we've bought into the consensus reality around those terms. And sometimes it's not serving our purposes. 
And, you know, I've been talking a lot to, to people lately about really finding the authentic you and, um, yeah. you know, who you are authentically, who you were created to be. And you said it again in the statement, you and I, you're hitting on a lot of things that, that, that uh, really strike an accord with me, is that a lot of times our reality is because we have lived up to other people's expectations, um, whether and whether it was mom, dad, husband, wife, even the children. I, I told someone the other day, it, I'm glad you're a great mother. That's honorable. I'm glad you're a great father. That's honorable. But what else are you besides that? Have you found out who you are? um, Authentic? Who is, who are you besides a great mom, besides, besides Mm -hmm. a great coach, besides a great entrepreneur? And so, and and I, I, does that sound like that really lines up with that'll enable me to shift my reality? Oh, absolutely. I was actually, <laughs> I'm thinking of a quote that I'm pretty sure I got from a previous guest on your podcast, Sophie McLean. Okay. She said, uh, she said something like, I'm going to get this wrong. She said something like the, the ego is everything about your identity, everything you identify that is not actually you, which is what right. I'm saying right yes. now. Like all those arbitrary yes. yeah. identifiers that don't actually say anything about who you are at your core. That's absolutely an essential part, place to start. So if, if the, the listeners and, and those of us, how, how do we how do we how do we get to find out who we are exactly? How do we yeah. get back to that? We've made careers. We've made thousands of dollars doing some things and, and mm-hmm. have been successful. But how do we now get back to mm-hmm. who I was before I started living up to everyone else's expectations? How would you mm-hmm. coach me? How would you coach us to get back to that? Yeah, I love the way that you're talking about coming back to, you know, it's really coming back to yourself, remembering yeah. what you loved as a child. Um, yeah. One thing I love to do with people is talk about that. Like um, Stuart Brown in his book, Play, has a whole uh, slew of questions to get your play history, to remember what you loved to do as a kid. And a lot of that wow. can inform what's truly important to you now or what might infuse some joy into your life because joy and play are things we set aside as adults and we should not do that. Like that is so important to, to our fulfillment and everybody plays and experiences joy differently, but really understanding what, how, what brings you that joy and that play um, is really crucial. And also like, how would I coach you through it? Um, There's, there's definitely a process because, you know, we lie to ourselves. We, we, or, or we don't know, like we, we need to uncover a lot of layers. No, you, you said it right the first time. We lie to ourselves. Lie to ourselves. You said it right the first time. Sure. <laughs> you said it right yeah. the first time. I'd say we don't, we don't mean to in a lot of cases. I'm giving people the benefit right. of the doubt. <laughs> I don't think we mean to lie to ourselves, but we definitely right. make up stories about what we need. Like I hear people say things like, oh man, like I, I do, I totally want to do something else. I don't want to do this job anymore. But you know, that would mean like a whole reality shift. I'd have to give up this, this, and this. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. but, but what, yeah. and so the coaching is around figuring out what those competing commitments are. What, what are those okay. things that you are willing to give up happiness? Like when I talk about it, like, are you going to work a job that you hate all day so that you can come home exhausted and look at the things that you bought that you thought were going to make you happy? Or do you want to set your life up around things that are truly important to you and, and build, build that financial. And, you know, not everybody has to quit their job. This is just an example, but um, 
Right. Yeah. What what are the competing commitments when you say I really want X, but I need Z? Like, do you really or what what's going on around years that are keeping you attached to that other thing? Yeah, because it's always, you know, it's fear, comfort, ego. Um, And it's kind of um, I'll use a phrase from, from my coach. She calls this like kind of lovingly rummaging around as we coach and 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 discovering what it is there. Like, what is it around this thing that's keeping you? What are the roadblocks? Yeah. Yeah. So I I think, yeah. And and we get stuck in that and and we get stuck uh, in life. We get stuck financially. We get stuck health wise. Mm -hmm. People get stuck in addictions. And, and so, um, how, how, what would you suggest if, as we shift reality, this allows us to get unstuck? Uh, how, how do we get unstuck? If someone's listening right now and they're saying, Bethany, I am stuck and I just don't know how to get out of this rut. You know, yeah. how, how do I get unstuck? How do, how do I start moving? How do I shift into this reality that uh, I need to be in? Yeah. Well, first of all, if you're saying that, my heart goes out to you. And I'll tell you that admitting that you're stuck is a really great first step to be able to turn toward that stuckness and to sit with that because then you can start to gather what what's in your way you can start to really you know stop lying to yourself be honest with what is it that's in the way we don't need to rationalize it we don't need to judge ourselves like how I was talking about digging up the fears and things don't do that with the first step just acknowledge (laughs) what the things are just acknowledge that yeah I'd rather have like my nice couch or all the net, all the streaming subscriptions, just acknowledge that. Um, what has you stuck? What are you building your kind of, I'll call it a prison for a really bleak term. What are you building this prison out of and what can we start to take down? Um, and I'd say, you know, admitting that you need to help, that we all need help and that we need other people to walk through it through this journey with is um, another fantastic step. So whether it's a coach, a therapist, an addiction counselor, um, really being willing to say, yeah, nobody's perfect. We're not perfect. And we're here to like fully experience life. We're here to dive into sadness together. We're here to experience such great happiness together um, and be willing to do that with another human and to be vulnerable in that way. Um, That'll get you moving there a lot faster. You know, Bethany, I want to I want to reverse real quick. I want to go yeah. back to to this. We we almost touched on it, and I I went another direction. I got distracted okay. because we were on some other juicy stuff. We we talk about. Do you really believe that there could be a work life balance? And I, I I believe there. I I think there. I don't think it has to be a work life balance. But anyway, let me let me hear what you say because a lot of people. I work. I work. I work, and then there's life. And I yeah. I I don't I don't think it has to be that way. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think it has to be that way either. And, um, an alternative I like to give people to quitting their job because like I said, not everyone has to quit their job, but what boundaries can you set up at work for your time? Right. Where can you realize that, you know, you're giving a lot more than you're required to, or that is emotionally good for you. And where can you start to set up those boundaries? And sometimes maybe, yeah, you have to switch jobs if you're, if your employer is not accommodating to that. Um, but your health, 
allows you to do your best work and show up in all areas of your life the best. So it's not always about, um, you know, when people think of work-life balance, they're like spending the equal amount of time in both places or, or feeling, you know, that you've got enough fun outside of work. But it's sometimes just about always remembering that you are number one. That's like the first rule of uh, wilderness medicine, which is something that I do too. You are number one. So if you're going to go into a situation that's unsafe or that um, is not is going to get you in danger somehow, you're not going to be of any help to anybody. So being able to recognize that and and set boundaries where you need to or step back when you need to is really important. Um, and for that, I uh, the book Essentialism is okay. a really fantastic book for for figuring out where those boundaries need to be and. Um, give you a little bit of confidence for communicating that to your to your boss because I know okay. that can be really that can be really intimidating to say to someone that you need yeah. to to not work twelve hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I have to ask you this. I have to ask mm-hmm. you this before we go. What are some of the consequences of living a boring life or an unadventurous mm-hmm. life? Because some people just you know they they, they work so hard, they just come home and just flop down. And but but what are the what are the dangers oh, of gosh. living a boring life? Yeah, well, so I might use a different word here if that's okay. Go ahead. Thinking use it. of this as um, not necessarily boring or unadventurous, but unconscious. Okay. Like letting life happen to you, forgetting that you get to choose where you're going. Um, and that's when we see, you know, quote unquote, life passing us by, as people say, uh, we feel out of control. And that's really only because we're trying to stay too much in control rather than surrendering to what we know we need to do. Right. And yeah. that's when we're living life based on what other people want for us instead of what we want for ourselves. And that's that's a huge price to pay over time. Do so you wake up one day and realize you're not living a life that means anything to you besides the image that it's projecting. Right. The sure. image that you've created. Now I often said this and, and I'm, I'm a, I'm a pastor, I'm a Bible believer. Yeah. And I have to say this, that God, God cannot use and God can and won't use to the fullest your fake facade or the representative that you put out. God really wants mm-hmm. to use the authentic you. That's why I think it's so very important that we find out who we are, that we take time to find out who we are, to lead this, non-boring, adventurous mm-hmm. life so that we can really operate um, in the area that we were created to operate in. Yeah. Uh, and, and I say that because, hey, listen, I, I, I was a police officer for 20 years, not because I grew up wanting to be a police officer. I had a baby that needed to eat. <laughs> so mm-hmm. and so I was great at my job. I was decorated. I retired with all kinds of awards. But that wasn't that wasn't authentically who I was. That, that that wasn't who I really was. That was a represent that was just something I did. That wasn't anything. And so and I and it took me some time to really find out who I am. And 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 I think the listeners and, and those who may replay this, I think, um, but it was worth investigating. It was worth investigating and it took some adventure. It, 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 it took some, it took some digging and prodding and, and, uh, uh, to really find out who Ralph Ray Jr. was. And Mm -hmm. I'm talking to somebody who knows who she is because you have to know who you are to quit Mm -hmm. your nine to five, to buy an ambulance and ride around to 44 different states 
doing the remarkable work that you're doing. That's somebody who knows who she is. Hmm. That's somebody who's unstoppable. And a lot of times we do it. And I, when I retired uh, and when I retired from police work, I got all kinds of jobs. I mean, a, 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 a ex-police officer can get all kinds of jobs. I, I, um, I got offered a job for six figures running security at one of the major casinos here in New Jersey. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and just looking at cameras all day long. But mm-hmm. you know what would have happened, Bethany? <laughs> it would have become golden handcuffs. Yes. Sure. I was making the money. I would have been miserable. Yeah. And, and I did that. Matter of fact, and so I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to tell you what else I did while well, I was finding myself. I bought a tow truck. Right. I never, I, I now mind you, the 20 years in police work, I didn't have to do any really difficult, hard labor. So I buy, I buy a tow truck and I'm driving this tow truck and I'm making money hand over fist. Anytime you see a tow truck on the street, he's not just driving around, he's making money. So every time you see a tow truck, so I'm making money. I got my son jumping in with me. He's a high school graduate. Again, miserable because I wasn't authentically me. I wasn't adventurous enough. I was still boring. I still didn't take the time out to find out who I was and who I am. And so when I look at what you've done at such a young age and you didn't have to maybe do what I did and, and, and do the things I did, but, but to, to look at what you've done and to really live this adventurous life, I mean, I'm really, I'm really honored to meet you and, um, and, uh, really guys, if, if you need a coach who knows what she's talking about, anybody, who forgoes everything and buys an ambulance <laughs> to ride around knows exactly what she's talking about and living life and being successful out of that. So, um, Thanks, you know, you are truly uh, unstoppable. And, and I, I wanted to get you on this program. How can my listeners reach out, find you, talk to you, maybe begin to work with you? Where can they find you? Yeah, well, my website is theheartonceadventure.com. Okay. And the Heart Once Adventure is also my Instagram handle. That's where I am most of the time. Okay. Um, and if, if you want to, you know, hang out and chat a little bit coming up here, I'm having a virtual happy hour. I have those monthly where we just hang out and we talk about the challenges of deconstructing you know, consensus reality and building a new one. And this next one's coming up June 24th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. There's a link in my Instagram bio to sign up for free or optional donation. Okay, sounds great. Now, do you make public where you're traveling? So if like, do you hold workshops if you're headed to a certain city or or do you hold face-to-faces? Do you do you make that public? Because you, you might show up in a city near someone. Yeah, so it is public. I have a buy me a coffee site, membership site, but I make all of my travel posts public because I do a little bit of uh, educating around the indigenous land where I am on on okay. these posts so that people can go uh, learn about where I am and then learn about steps that they can take to um, to advocate for the land back initiative um, where they live because I don't have time to do that everywhere I go, but hoping that my audience can t- can dig into that. So that's something to look at if I'm in your city. And I will be looking to do um, both kind of coaching sessions out on the water as I'm a kayaking instructor. And, wow. Um, I, I have a whole story. I have up. a whole story. Oh, yeah? I, I have a, I have a, a canoe story. Oh, which, man. 
which I've never canoed in my life. My daughter, it's a whole 45 minute story, which is remarkable. (laughs) It's crazy. And when we finished at the end of the five hour canoe trip, should have been two hour, five hour canoe trip. I run into people with kayaks and they say, you know, a kayak's a whole lot easier, right? Oh yeah. Uh, It is. It is a lot easier. Yeah. You know, hey guys, if you're, if you're listening and you have some questions, um, for, for her, if you have any questions for, for, for Beth, um, um, I'm going to ask that you, uh, I'm asked that my, my moderator, um, kind of take over this portion. If you guys have any questions and my moderator, my good friend, Seth Silvers, who navigates this much better than I can, will let you in. But, but he has any questions for, for Bethany. You're too kind. Uh, and Bethany, <laughs> it's good to talk to you again. Yes, and yeah, if there's anybody in the audience that has any questions for Beth, who is a life coach, who is traveling around the world or around the country in a remodeled ambulance, then feel free to um, request to jump on stage. But my question, Beth, is related to kind of this concept of adventure, because I feel like mm. um, our society, like Western culture is so... Mm it benefits typically it benefits like extroverts really well. Like a lot of the things that we place value on and kind of like promote are, you know, okay, cool. If you're outgoing and you want to travel and you want to start something Mm -hmm. like all of these things we kind of promote and make look like, okay, those are really good. And I think that that has created in a lot of people a feeling of like, Oh, there's those people who do adventure, but like, you know, me, I don't know if that's for me. So I'm going to kind of just do my thing. So how can people find more of a sense of adventure in our life? If we're not necessarily the ones that are going to like jump in a van and drive across the country, but it's more like finding adventure in our like day to day. Oh my gosh, totally. Yes. So surprise, I'm actually an introvert. I'm just uh, able to pretend extrovert. A lot of the time I can prepare mentally for these kind of conversations. And I have to do that for days and really like know that this is coming up. I'm really bad at unexpected plans. So um, this is actually something people are surprised about when they hear that I'm traveling around so much because um, literally as a kid, I used to cry when my parents would get new furniture because I was that bad at change. So just to say that it's possible um, for anybody but um, where I find actually my deepest sense of adventure for myself and knowing who I am, which is the adventure that we're talking about here, like the most important part, is being out in the natural world and connecting with this earth that, you know, we like to say also in our Western culture that our bodies are separate from nature and our bodies are nature. We, we flow with the seasons or, or at least we're meant to and there, there are things we can learn from Earth. There are things we can learn from ourself, about ourselves from our plant allies. And um, I spend a lot of time just in silence feeling that energy outside. And to some people, this might sound a little woo-woo, and it did to me too when I started doing it. But um, you get messages from that silence and letting your inner knowing kind of bubble up through all of that. Um, so, and I love that you brought this up because this is really an integral part of my coaching too. I try to, um, encourage people to create those, those relationships with the natural partners that inspire them to find that stillness, to, to explore their inner knowing, because the adventure we're looking for is really like turning toward what's happening inside. Like what, what 
are the truths that we hold that are beyond those lies we tell to ourselves and how can we, we create some space for that adventure? Beth, can I, can I say this? I don't think that that's woo-woo at all. I'm telling you oh, right thanks. now, some of my best moments and I have been in silence, in nature, wherever I was and centering myself and listening for things I could not hear if otherwise distracted. So that's not what would all, especially when I'm trying to find and when I was trying to find as I continue to grow and find out who I am authentically so that I can be all that I was destined to be. Um, yeah. So that's not what I think more of us need to do that. We need to get to that. I, I, have, a, I have a saying, I don't know, I've, I've read it somewhere, so it's not mine, but I say, if you say something three times, it's yours. So um, mm, <laughs> I said it like this. If, if you take a radio to the beach, you miss the whole point. You know, yeah. <laughs> what's the point of going to the beach? Oh, and so, so and so it's it's not woo-woo. I just wanted to let you know that. But yeah, um, that's important. That's important that we get to that place. We get to that place of silence to where we can just listen and we might hear some other things that we've never heard before that speak yeah. to us. So thank you for sharing yeah, that. No problem. Can I add one more thing to that? that I think Sure, please, please. Yeah. So I use that time to of silence and stillness to really feel into what my intentions for every day are like how I want to show up and how I want to be because like we're talking about in that stillness if you start saying all the things you want to accomplish and you get kind of that little twinge where something's not quite right you can't lie to yourself in that moment where it's just you in nature like what do you actually want today because if you actually want something you're gonna get it and if you don't there's gonna be roadblocks um, so really knowing how you want to show up and, and finding out what that is authentically. If you, you know, you can create an adventure just by committing that conscious, un- intentional time every day to know how you want to show up. Yes, you can. Yeah. Any questions out there? Anybody have any questions? Seth, to let you in. Any questions from any of our listeners? This is this has been great. And uh, while we're kind of waiting for some questions before we go, uh, Bethany, 44 states, uh, if you could only go back to like three of them, where would you where if you could only cool. rotate between three states, where would it be? So if I could only rotate between three, because we started this life based on our value of family, being near a family and our family spread out all over this country. I'd have to rotate between Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Maryland because that's where my family's in Pennsylvania. My husband's mom is in Arizona and my husband's dad is in Maryland. And so um, just staying true to our values and why we're really doing this, uh, we'd, we'd rotate between those three. So perfect number to pick because that's how many family members we have. <laughs> Core family members. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Well, Ralph, I think we're good on questions and this has been a great episode. Thanks for joining us, Beth. Thanks so much. For yeah, Beth, thanks for being on and, and thank you for just being a part of it. And again, guys, um, you can find her at her website is theheartonceadventure.com. Her email is hello at theheartonceadventure.com. Did I say that right? You did. Thank you. <laughs> Beth, thank you for being on the Unstoppable Program. Listeners, thank you for listening. Uh, my name is Ralph Graves. You can check out my website, Ralph at RalphGravesJr.com. You can become part of the Unstoppable Community. Uh, we post videos on leadership and growth and really digging in to find that authentic you 
so that you can make an impact in the world that you were designed and destined to make. So guys, thanks for listening. And um, I'll see you guys again next week. And um, hey, let's be unstoppable together. God bless you. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this unstoppable conversation. I want to make a special invitation to you to join the conversation. Every week, we record these conversations live on Fireside. It's a platform that gives you the opportunity to engage with and ask questions to your favorite podcast live. If you want to join us on Fireside and ask our guests the questions you have about their story, head to firesidechat.com backslash Ralph Graves Jr. and click request access. This is your chance to join the interview. Also, guys, I want to invite you to join the unstoppable community at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Every week, I share challenging lessons and reflection questions so that you can see the transformation in your life that you know is coming. If you can take just 30 minutes of your week to reflect on these questions, I guarantee you'll be on your way to living the unstoppable life you were made for. Join me at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Unstoppable with Ralph Graves Jr.